Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show podcast, and I'm so happy to be here on the iHeart Podcast Network being sponsored by AT&T. We both know firsthand that listening and being heard can lead to change. AT&T knows all about this, too. They started listening to their customers who spoke out that they weren't getting a fair deal. Now they're giving every customer, both new and existing, the same great deals. So listen up and learn more about getting a great smartphone deal at att.com slash best deals. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now <laughs> one and only steve harvey <laughs> got a radio show yeah man got one hey you know um I, I thought i think of my life in terms of blessings you know I, I take mostly a positive approach and a positive spin to my life i hardly ever dwell on uh you know the What's well, I can't say that I don't think about the what's wrong in it because I have to, because I have to address problems as they arise, but I try not to let them consume me. I let the consumption part be about the blessings, the positive things that uh, has occurred in my life, the good things that God has done for me, 
the the power that he's uh, displayed in my life, the protection he's given me over the years, to being tucked under his wings. I focus on the things that he promises me. I think of uh, all the goodness that I perceive to come my way. I, I think that has a lot to do with me learning more and more about the law of attraction in terms of, you know, what you think and what you put out in the space and what you pray about is what you receive, you know. And so I've become better and better at that. It's not to say that I'm I'm not human and I don't have moments where I I think a little bit too long about what's going wrong and what enemy is, is about to attack and what they're going to do and say and, and all of this here. So it's not to say that I'm not concerned about it, but I try to dwell mostly on the positive. And um, one of the things that I learned, you can have an incredible life, all of you, all of us. We can have incredible lives if we just let God drive. See, the, the problem that I had years ago was I was the driver of my life and I was taking myself in the directions that I thought would be best for me. And I aimed at things that I thought I could accomplish. And I set goals that I saw myself being able to attain. I was driving. When I gave up and I let God drive, I then opened up my mind and my spirit to what God had for me, for what God could see for me, for what God could do in my life, for for what God wanted for me. Now, he wanted for me and he wanted of me. See, that's the connection that you got to try to make. Well, not try. That's the connection that you got to make to really get it. Now, listen to me. What I don't want you to do is do like me. Don't be afraid of the what for of the what he wants you to do part. See, because that ain't going to be nearly as demanding and and as offsetting as you think it's going to be. See, I thought that if I did God's will, that if I let God tell me what to do, that it would cause me to not to be able to do a certain, some things I wanted to do. Well, which is true, but the stuff I wanted to do was all detrimental to my well-being and my future and my, and my growth and development as a man. I was stopping my own growth as a man because, see, I was doing what I thought I should do as a man. But when you give it over to God, see, God has a much better plan for you than you can ever have for yourself. And God knows a better way, far better than the one you know. I I want you to believe that, man. You got to understand that part of it. And, And that's the part that I finally got through my head to let God do it his way and to show me a better way and to teach me a better way and expose to me a better way. And when I opened up my mind to what God was talking about, I began to see things totally differently and things started coming to me totally differently. If you've been a friend of mine or a fan of mine over the years, I mean, you've had to see it, the change. You've had to see the difference. I mean, and I and I acknowledge that every chance I get because I promised God I would, and I hope that I'm not falling short in that category. But then again, if I told it all day long what he done for me, I still wouldn't have enough time to really explain thoroughly what he's done for me because it's such a continuous growth in me. But now, that's not to say that I'm finished or I'm done or I'm complete because I'm still short. 
<laughs> and that's the cold thing about it, man. See, no matter how good you get at it, you ain't going to ever be the best you can be. You're just not because you're going to fall short. You can't be him. You can strive for perfection. I hear people saying it all the time. I applaud you for saying you want to be perfect, but you ain't. And you can't. And you're not. And you aren't. And you won't. And you will not. And so you quit saying it. You quit saying it to me. Quit saying it to other people. I'm seeking a life of perfection. But it's something that you cannot have because he said you can't do it. But that's what he there for. He there for the moments when you stumble and you fall. And you going to stumble and fall. So you got to get that part right, man. The stumbling, falling part is coming. But see, you get God in your life and it helps you so that you don't stumble, fall, wallow, roll over, lay there, languish. That's what God is for. So when you stumble and fall, you get back up because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to come under attack. You're going to be lied about. You are going to be falsely accused. That's going to happen to you the moment you make a decision to do better. The moment you try to be more, the moment you try to get it right, the devil got to send his attackers, man, and he controls certain people. He just got people that's on his side 24-7. You know them, too. You, you've all met one or two of them in your life. They just busy with the business of nothingness. They just busy about the, about the destruction of others. You said, I know them. You know them. They coming. But here's what you got to hold fast to. They can't take away nothing from you that God gave you. They didn't make you. See, people who claim to have made you, if they so in the make you business, why don't they make they self? Or if they ain't with you no more and they so busy in the I made you business, why don't they make somebody else? Since, since, since you want to get credit for making somebody, make yourself. If you're responsible for someone else's success, then you should easily be able to take claim and be responsible for your own success. See, be careful of that. And don't, and, and don't, don't change your course because somebody is attacking you with that. You keep doing what you're doing. I just hope, man, that I'm giving it to God the way I said I would give it to him, that I would unload every chance I got that I was supposed to without being, you know, oh, here he come again. You know, I try not to be that. But, man, I don't know what else to be for the first 12 minutes of my show. What else you want me to say? I got four hours. I can't give God 12, 12 minutes, man. I mean, for real, Steve? Come on, man. I mean, let's look at this right here. It's like, uh, for example, it's like detoxing your body, which is one of the most healthy things you can do for your body is to detox your system and clean out the pipes and the liver and the blood and get it all together, give your kidneys a break and all like this. Okay, right? Okay. But to detox it properly, it takes 21 days, right? And I hear a lot of people talking about, ah, 21 days, I ain't got, but see, hold up, man. If the 21 days out of 360 days a year, you ain't got 21 to straighten yourself out. You ain't got 21 days to give yourself a better shot at health. I mean, that that's crazy to me once you wrap your mind around it. See, and so, like, if you give an honor to God just 12 minutes out the day, dog, he gave you 24 hours of luxury and life and breath and hope and promise. You ain't got 12 minutes to give him out the day? That don't make no sense. What an exchange. What a wonderful life God has given me. 
in exchange for so small of effort that I put forth. Don't let the effort you got to put forth to God seem so daunting that you don't attempt to do it because, man, it seems like a lot. It ain't nothing compared to what he be giving us for real. So if you want a real life, you want a real shot at what you can be, what you can have, what you can own, what you can become, who you really are, go to God. Let him fix you, man. That's all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all around the world, listen to this here. You are listening, (laughs) undoubtedly, unmistakably, to the greatest morning show ever invented. Mm. Now, we give credit to the first morning show. And it was a delightful morning show. And it aired on WCAVE, We Cave Radio. Did it now? And uh, two of the top cavemen, me and Andrethal, was uh, the morning drive DJ. And it came out and it was wonderful, man. And the way they started it, and it did just last, you know, just got around to all the caves. It was a glorious morning show. You should come out on the morning mountaintop and just do the show. And in light of that, so we do give uh, credit. To WCAVE radio for the first morning show ever. But after that, it's cave. us. Cave. <laughs> we cave radio. You just we, got yeah. it. You Damn. just got it. Damn. But back then, wasn't no women loud, though, Shirley. You and Carla got, got a blessing. Because wasn't no women loud. They need loud to thank then. you. No, they couldn't even talk on the radio. <laughs> drug in you. But we can now. It <laughs> <laughs> won't stop. Ain't stop. <laughs> and and boss and bosses too. Yeah. Actually no, run things. Not. Directors and all that mess. Somebody's gotta reel you in. Yeah, girl power. Girl power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Shirley, how you doing today? Oh, thank you, Steve. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good morning. Carla darling. Morning. Hello, darling. Hello, Steve. Crew. What's happening? Wednesday. Hello, okay. Junior. In the words of WK Radio. <clears throat> <laughs> what was that? Nephew Tommy. Mr. Grunt. My uncle. What it do? Top of the morning, baby. It's Wednesday. Ain't nothing, huh? man. Just over here, just keeping it straight. Pimping. Pimping. How about them Astros? How about them? How about That's them right. Dodgers? How about them? Good. How about it? Let's go. World Series kicked off last night, mm-hmm. game one. Uh-huh. Get ready. Let's get ready. I don't, Got a long way to go. I'm not really a baseball fan. I just like the fact that Houston is in it. I'm not really a huge fan. Yeah, it's great for oh, the baseball. city. Great for the yeah, city. Yeah, it's real good for the mm-hmm. city. They love it. Why aren't you a huge baseball fan, Tommy? Uh, you like other sports I'm, better? More yeah, exciting. I mean, I played Stay baseball right as a kid, but it's, I get... You, Go ahead, no, say, you can't say, say what now? It's boring unless you're at the game. To me, it's boring unless you're there. Well, unless you got that big me, hot dog in your hand. All the hot dogs is big <laughs> to you. Even today. <laughs> but Junior, Tommy quit playing today, baseball... Yeah. What? Because after he got uh, 13, he had to use a regular size bat. Oh. See, see how this goes. And that couldn't happen. Oh. They're different sizes. So that's size why he bat? doesn't like the sport? Yeah, you know, in Little League, you could play with a little, it's a smaller bat. But when you go to oh, I didn't know the that. other league, you had to use a regular size bat. And it was bigger than he was. Mm. So, how that be? Oh, he could never play basketball or football then. Struck out everything. Hell no, he didn't play basketball. Tommy ain't never I played when I was yet. little. You remember that. Stop you that. You still little. What what is what is wrong with you? Even today. You know Tommy what, has never touched today? the net before, y'all. 
Hey, coming up, uh, I've got something. I've never seen him touch the net. Touch the net right now. I've got a story for you, Tommy, coming up in Something Funny. We'll be back at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, this story is for Tommy. Listen to this. A guy in Canada got really lucky one day when he won $6 million in the lottery, okay? And Mm. then he tried to press his luck by hiding it from his wife and then making a run for it. Sound familiar, Tommy? Run to the hills. Come on, Tommy. Yes. (laughs) Just four four days after Maurice T. secretly won the $6 million, he packed his bag, took his passport, and left home. All right? That's the problem. That's the problem, sir. What is your Uh, uh, Hold up, Tommy. Hold up, Tommy. Okay. Hold up, Tommy. Because this is so you, man. Yeah, yeah. Let me finish. Let me finish. The couple had at that point been living together for over two years. Now, in court, in court, Maurice's wife said that she and Maurice together dreamed about uh, winning the lawn lottery. Uh, they, they planned on buying cars together and an estate uh-uh. in the country. Uh-uh. Uh, his wife also remembered that Maurice did about 15 loads of laundry of all his clothes the night before he took off. As if he were preparing to pack up and leave. <laughs> what do you mean, as right. if? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I have a question. Okay. What was her name? Her name was Denise Robertson, Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they black. They black. Mm. With Maurice, oh, yeah. too? Maurice, Maurice and, Denise. and Denise. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, these <laughs> is black people. Maurice. Mo and Nisi. Maurice. Mo okay, and Nisi. So, Mo and Nisi. Let, let me ask something, Shirley. Did uh-huh. he cast the check? Yeah, he had the money. Yeah, he had it. He, yeah. Oh, he got it. Yes, he, oh, won. he won. He won. Oh, he out. Uh, six and, million, and all, all, all six at one time. It's not broken up. Six million dollars. They don't go into that much detail, but yeah, he got six mm. million dollars. <laughs> he did the laundry <laughs> the night it. before. <laughs> Maurice. 15 rounds of lunch. <laughs> just loads. He I just don't know any, I mean, I don't, I don't, don't even understand that, Maurice, because you got six meals. Yeah. Buy yeah. some new clothes. We get some clothes <laughs> for you. What are you packing for? <laughs> because he, let me tell you something. See, Maurice ain't going to do good because Maurice thanks Poe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do 15 loads of lunch. Right, Steve. Before I get down. It's some stuff you ain't, you shouldn't wear after you get <laughs> right. six <laughs> but look here, uh, 15 loads of lunch. 15 loads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me That's tell you something. Six million. I done took 200,000 mm-hmm. and created the greatest drive-by you have ever seen while I'm standing in the front yard. I'm telling you, I'm going down in front of everybody <laughs> right there. They're going to come around that corner, two cars, skiing. <laughs> Boom! I'm down. Carry me out of there. I'm telling you, you got to get away clean. <sighs> so you got to fake your death? Is that what Hell I Hell yeah. I'm going to be gone. Tommy, huh? I think wow. faking the death is impossible because, you know, we got to have a funeral. You ain't going to be able to be still. I know. Hey, uh, what? The body. You need million, the body. You think I can, yeah. Let me tell you something. He's an actor, For six Steve. million. Not only can I make it through the funeral, y'all can get to the dirt. Let's go. <laughs> to the cemetery, to the actual <laughs> Let's get, throw, this, throw this dirt on here. I promise you I'm coming hey, up Tom, out here. Because underneath, Tom, I, and have me in on it. 
<laughs> while everybody yes. leave, and I'm sitting there in the chair smoking a cigar for you, and then Steve I wait Harvey. on you to knock on the cash. <laughs> they go. Steve Harvey, don't you be involved in this foolishness. Uh, this is illegal uh, to fake your dad. Yes. You know dope. you can go to prison. No, no, no. See, because I'm going to cut a deal. What? Huh? This time. Mm. Uh, open the casket. I'm ready. Huh? <laughs> no, uh. Uh, open the casket. I'm ready. Now, listen oh to me. Tommy, listen. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Tommy. Let reenact me. You in okay, the casket. Okay. I'm at the funeral. All right, let's go. Is they gone up? Yeah, 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 they gone. Okay, cool. Come on, let's do like we said. Go on, go on. Open this thing up. Wait a minute. I need to talk to you. No, dude, we, we, we talk when I get out, man. Open the door, dog. Get, no, no. It's getting hot no, in here. No, 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 no. I think we need to talk now. No, man. Hey, quit playing, dog. Now, come on, now. now Look. I panicking. ain't playing. Now he's panicking. Okay. <laughs> no, it's getting hot, and his suit then got tight. Come on, now. I know. I know. Oh. Well, uh, where's the money, Tommy? I got the money. It's safe. Just, hey, man, what you doing? No, come I need on, to know now. where it is. Before I open this, okay. <laughs> Is you serious? Are you for real? Um, Are you no, for real? No, hey. I'm hey. dead serious. <laughs> 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 Fun intended. Dead. <laughs> Buried alive. Come on, man. You know yeah, they man. put no. They didn't put no shoes on me or nothing. Listen, come no. on. No, listen to me. Tell me where the money is so I can get my cut now. Then after it's I get my cut, I'm gonna come back and let you out. What did he just do? No, no, no. you can't go and come back. Now, I can't make it that long. We're well, that's probably why you need to hear him tell me where his money is. <laughs> that wasn't the plan. The plan was you going to let me out and then we, uh, what you, come on. No, no, man. that wasn't your plan. Mm -mm. No, we doing my plan. You better tell him. You're going to pull him around and die. Hold on, stop. Listen, Tom, be quiet. Here it's... come the grave digger. Be quiet. <laughs> what? Hey, bros, what's happening? How y'all? Y'all ready to throw the dirt on him? <laughs> hey, man, could just give me a couple more minutes with him before you do that? You're so grief -free. Thank you, brother. I'm st I'm grieving. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm stricken. <laughs> yeah, thank you, bro. Steve, they got another funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, man, I do the, I'll take the pictures with you. Ain't no problem. I'll give you a picture. Oh, Ain't they no recognized problem. you, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Is you taking pictures off yeah. my grave? He's doing selfies too. That's good. How Is you above me taking pictures? <laughs> how, how you like that one? Hey man, tell your mama near my said hi. Appreciate y'all watching. <laughs> Thirty seconds. <laughs> Hello. And folks, we will continue with Tommy Fakes Death with Uncle Plot A and B coming Tommy's, up right after this. Stay Tommy's with us. Gonna die. You're dying, Tommy. You're gonna die. Will he die or will he make it? He's gonna die. Stay tuned. The chat. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more. Right there. Man. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, folks, you know, normally that music would mean that we're about to have an episode of the Chapmans. Right. Who's yes. narrated right. normally by Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> right. But due to uh, Shirley's strong religious convictions, she's unable to play along with this fake your death plot. No, I wasn't. Oh. 
Oh, so God. I've taken over as the narrator of this one because I ain't got no problem oh. with it. <laughs> so we uh-huh. are at the grave site. Tommy has okay. faked his death. Remember, Tommy won over $6 million in the lottery as reported in a news story about Shirley, concerned with Shirley. We've mm-hmm. taken this and doing a reenactment because Tommy decided to fake his death to leave his family. <laughs> During the fake death process, because he is the great actor that he is, mm-hmm. he has managed to stage an entire funeral, wow. service and all. Service and and all. now we are at the grave site <laughs> where they are about to lower him in the ground. His wife and children have gone on to grieve, and Uncle Steve has stood over the casket smoking a cigar, who is in on the whole thing. And taking selfies. And taking selfies with the Hey, pants. man, I'm... Uh, Oh. We resume where Uncle Steve was taking selfies with the grave digger, <laughs> who had walked oh. up on him and saw him talking. <laughs> yeah, man. man. No so y'all go ahead. Me, hey, man. hey, man. Like I said, tell your mom and them. I said, hey, appreciate y'all watching. Just give me a few more minutes while I uh, grieve a little bit more <laughs> with my nephew. Thank you, brother. All right. <laughs> yeah, porcupine. <laughs> They talking about family hey. feud. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Naked grandma. I got you, boy. They real fans. Right, yeah. you, hey, man, why you playing on top of my grave? Hello? Hey, I'm not playing. I'm playing it off. Now, damn, you're what talking you want to people. You, you, you taking I, let, pictures shut of people. your mouth, boy. Do you want them to hear you in here? No. And then everybody know you ain't dead, and the gig is up, and then you'll be splitting the money with your family like you're supposed to. I, okay, what you, what I need to now, I done told you, tell me where the money is so I can go get my cut, then I'll come back and let you out. How I know you coming back? How I know that? <laughs> you told me all you got. <laughs> you don't, but I tell you who is coming back, them <laughs> grave diggers, that's for yes. sure. <laughs> is it, is, is the grave diggers, is the grave diggers close? Is there they over there burying somebody else. Look like about three holes out here. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a busy day. It's a busy day, Steve. Oh, hole. So am I the third hole or the fourth hole? Hole, boy. Hole. I said H-O-L-E. That's what I'm saying. Do oh, I thought you were calling yourself something else. My bad. How long before they get to me? Well, it could be a matter of time. I could hold them off if you just go on and tell me where the money is so I can go get my cut. Tell them, Tom. You gonna die, boy. Damn, I know it's dark in there. You gonna run out of air. Okay, okay. You just gonna get your part and come back, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take my part. <sighs> okay. The money, the money is at my house in my shoe, in my in my sock drawer. All right, cool. What? What? No, I just left the funeral, fool. You ain't back yet? Hell no, I ain't back yet, because you talking. I had to back up to hear what you say. (laughs) (laughs) He came back. He came back. He said said something. (laughs) Shut your mouth, Tommy. (laughs) I was leaving till you opened your mouth. (laughs) All right, I'm back. Don't quit. <laughs> These, okay. It's antsy here. 
Huh? His ants, his ants and stuff here. <laughs> you in the ground? <laughs> what you think down ants, there? And worms <laughs> in here. Mm. Yeah, what you think <laughs> down there? I his ants and worms. Well, what you crying for though? I'm back. Now I got my money. Now listen to me. When you get out, how you gonna explain to your family? Where you going? Tell me I'm what leaving. your plan is. I'm getting on a plane and leaving. I'm not going home. Did you leave my part of the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what kind of plane you getting on? <laughs> I don't know. I just a plane. Why you discuss this out the cast? Can you open the door first and we get to the I need to know later? what your plan is. What type of plan you plan you plan on getting? Because I heard you remember you was talking about getting a private jet. No, nah, I'm getting on Southwest. I just didn't get out of here as, as soon as Stupid, possible. you can't get on Southwest and show them your ID and the insurance company find out. It's your stupid self. Now, and you said you was going to get on a private jet. That's true. Okay. You better Or just go along with this, remember? Well, how, long, how much is the private jet, though? Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> here we go. Why don't you wait, open the door? Well, I just I want you to be prepared. You probably ain't gonna be able to get no private jet with your cut. What my? What, wait, it was six million. How much did you take? How much did you? Well, how much was our deal? I was supposed to get how much? I don't. It wasn't no. I should have at least four million dollars left. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Because 200 grand to kill himself, have himself, you know, killed to fake his death. Right. Well, I had to take 200 out because I had paid him. Right. And then How much the... money did you take? Oh, man. Well, <sighs> why you I... can't open this door and talk to me? Because <laughs> I think it's best we talk like this while you in this castle. <laughs> I got, got ants bite me and I can't scratch them. I need you to open the door. Well, I. I, I kept five and a half million. <laughs> that's why you didn't you know where he was five going. Five and a half million. I spent two hundred thousand. That's five point two. What? Yeah, five you got two hundred fifty thousand left. That's why I asked you where you was going. You better call your wife. Cause see, you need to have a better plan than the one you had. Cause things has changed. I could have kept my ragged ass family if you was gonna do this. Hold on one oh second, right here. Bartholomew, I'll be with you and Jameson shortly. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? That's my driver and my butler. <laughs> they, have, they standing on top of me right now? Uh-uh. They over there in, in the new limo. <laughs> you got a limo? Yeah. Yeah, I got a limo. Yeah. Oh my God, what is this? What is this? What is, is this something called? sliding under me? <laughs> I would die. Oh, you already What did. is that? I don't know. Open this dough. That well, ain't a dough, oh. it's a lid. And stop calling it a dough. <laughs> Open this dough. He's gonna start crying for real. Open this dough. We'll dough. be back next week <laughs> when a bonus edition of the Chapmans finds out what happens FD. Who is FD? Faking your death. <laughs> I should have killed my family. You're listening 
to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, facing mounting criticism, the Pentagon explained what happened in Niger earlier this month when four U.S. soldiers were killed in an ambush. According to General Joseph Dunford, the United States Africa Command's investigation into the incident didn't show any signs of at least uh, at least initially that the soldiers involved had taken unnecessary risks. In a news conference, General Dunford said that 12 U.S. soldiers went along with 30 Nigerian forces on a recon mission near the village of Tango Tango on October 3rd. When they were returning to their base the next day, they were attacked by about 50 fighters who apparently were from a local ISIS affiliate. Since the mission was relatively low risk, there was not air cover and the soldiers didn't call for air support until an hour into the fight. About an hour early, about an hour later, French air support arrived, but since the fight was so close, the planes couldn't attack and instead circled overhead. General Dunford said, I don't have any indication right now to believe or to know that they did anything other than operate within the orders they were given. And this is an ongoing investigation. I'm sure yeah. as the days go on, we'll know more and more about this. We still don't know um, why uh, Sergeant uh, Johnson, David Johnson's body was found two miles from the rest of um the officers we don't we don't know any of that yet but we'll we'll find out this is an ongoing investigation like i said mm-hmm. and uh Maisha Johnson the widow of the fallen soldier uh sergeant la david johnson uh who was at the center of the controversy over what uh president trump said or didn't say during a condolence phone call uh spoke publicly for the first time and uh this was during an interview at abc um uh, she said that the thing that upset her the most was the phone call uh, and, and the tone of the president's uh, uh, voice and that he couldn't remember her husband's name, uh, Sergeant LaDavid T. Johnson. That's what upset her the most and made her cry. In other news, uh, just... He tweeted. Yeah, he did tweet. Right after tweet. that. Mm-hmm, that he, it was a respectful phone call. That it was respectful and he said his name from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. I just think, man, if our president <clears throat> would just humble himself. Well, like, that's not that's going never to going quit to asking happen. for that. Yeah. Yeah. You can quit asking for humbleness mm-hmm. and you can quit expecting an apology. Yeah. But and I you just want, you know, just hey man, some decency, you know. Yeah. But from a president. How many of us have said things, we didn't mean them that way, but the other person took it that way? You yeah. know, we didn't, yeah, we didn't mean for it to come out that way, but it did. So what do you do? You apologize to that person. I'm sorry if you took it that way. I certainly didn't Especially mean Especially when they're grieving yeah. and they lost their husband. Right. Who is fighting for this country. This country. <laughs> you take the high road. Yes. Even if she misunderstood, whatever it was, you don't attack. Yeah. I don't understand. This, that, was that was that horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. He doesn't. And John he, Kelly as well. Oh, uh, yeah. At first, he was going great. Yeah. Yeah. The first half. Because yeah. he was talking about his own son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when He's, he went after the uh, Congresswoman, yes. that was a mistake. Yeah. Now, the Congresswoman has given them uh, all types of banter because she said that the White House is has a lot of white supremacists in it. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That gave them what they needed mm-hmm. to now, you know. Fire back. Fire back. And so it has turned into something that it really should not have from the very beginning. I was watching Don Lemon, man, and he had a great oh, open yeah. letter to the president that he read. 
and I thought it was pretty much on point. And, uh, I saw that the other night. Don yeah. Lemon addressed it, and it was pretty good. It was pretty heartfelt. Mm-hmm. It really, Don's really good. a great letter. Mm-hmm. You know, the fighting that you do can't be at the expense of your constituents. But it can't and just be them. fighting, though, Steve. He has to lead. <laughs> at so, he has to lead at some point. You know. Well, President Obama said it best. He said, "You can't campaign on divisiveness." And then expect to right. govern them. Right, right. Because right. you're not going to be able to govern them. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't do that, man, after you've been campaigning on divisiveness. You can't all of a sudden govern them. Yeah. Because right. all they know is you done divided us. Okay, so here we are. Yeah. Your ass has yeah. to come together. Yeah. When the last time you see a president win the presidency and that many people take to the streets to pick it after huh. the vote is in? Right, huh. right. Man. Yeah. Yeah, not in a my March time. The, that same weekend, <laughs> mm-hmm. wasn't it? But here's the, the dangerous part. Can I tell you this? What, Steve? What? If the Democrats don't get themselves together, yeah. they're going to make the same mistake that the Republicans made. If they don't get themselves, instead of spending the next four years trying to knock him down and tear him apart and not somebody. prepare a candidate, yep. a viable candidate for mm-hmm. the repeat, he'll run again. And he could win again. Yes. Hey, did you hear so him campaigning as we speak, yeah. Steve? That's know. what all those rallies are about to me. Do we have campaigning. anybody that can be in that slot? Well, let me say this before Start I answer correctly. that question. Uh, did you hear Mark Cuban uh, the other day yes. said that he might throw his hat in the ring, but he's going to run as a Republican, though. Yes, Mark Cuban, <laughs> uh-huh. I heard. And then uh, Zuckerberg from Facebook said he might run. Yeah. Wow. Now, he could young. win because then millennials would get him in. But you know Mark what? Zuckerberg, yeah. You know what I'm against now, though, after seeing this president? I'm against, uh, I think, a non politician <laughs> taking that Someone role. Without governing yeah, experience. you have to have some yeah. knowledge of government and how government runs and all. Yeah. You have to. You have to at least be a governor well, or something. Yeah, I agree, Shirley. Something. But here's the thing, though I think a non political guy could go in there if he went in there with the intent to act presidential. Like, I think okay. I could do it. Steve. If. You could do what? Well, <laughs> see, it's like this. Here's you, what you like happened, to fight too. I thought that, you know, you couldn't go in with multiple divorces. Well, he did it. Yeah. Hey, listen, we have to go. Um, <laughs> I just we'll put a pin in this yeah. about you That's running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. You would get my vote, though. I'll say that. All right, the butterfly is coming up at 20 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Introduce the butterfly. Do you know the butterfly? Because I do. Louder. We can't hear you. Do you know butterfly? Because I do. Come on, Uncle. A little more coming. Say it like Do you mean it. Do you know? Come on. Sing it. Come on. Do you know the butterfly? Because I, 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 I do. Why do you sound Ooh, depressed? Dry. Yeah. That, that, know, that was terrible. Anyway, around. good morning, everyone. Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carla Jr., good morning to the entire crew. How are you all this morning? Morning, Butterfly. Morning, Butterfly. Flap hey, on, flap Eugene. On, flutter, flutter. Good morning. Um, I am in game two of the World Softball Series. You know, I play for the Pink Hornets, and we've been playing against the Dragonflies. So oh, really? I just want How's it going? It's good. You know, I'm the catcher um, on my team, as far as the oh. Pink Hornets are concerned. And the Dragonflies are really, really a good team. So we're, we're, we're looking to go seven games in this whole thing. So... I just want you guys to root for me, and if you have time, come out and see me play. But I'm a very, very good softball player. Really? And I didn't catcher. Know that. Okay. As a catcher. Okay. 
I can catch anything that's pitched to me. All right. Mm. So, um, <laughs> Junior and Steven. Years, ever since Gloria left. I've been playing softball a long time. I've been in a league for a long time. But this you is the first time making it to the league when Gloria left, right? Yeah, I got in the league um, years ago, and mm. I've been playing for at least 15 years now. Are you left or right-handed? I'm ambidextrous. I go oh, either way. Oh. Mm. Ambidextrous. Ambi, she meant Ambi. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, left or right, I can throw with both hands, which is very odd. So people like that part. But are you so pitching or catching? Yeah, he said catching. I'm, I'm always catching. So you, catch. you don't ever pitch? Hell no. So you catch with your <laughs> left or right hand? I catch with my left hand, and I throw with my right. That's very talented. Mm-hmm. You catch with your left hand and throw with your right Boy, how yeah. you think it's supposed to go? <laughs> but I could. What I'm saying that ain't is special. I, but I could. But I, if like what if my if my glove comes out, no, there's with my left and I throw it my right. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> Boy, no, but what I'm saying is if you're my supposed glove comes to have out, the glove on the left hand and you I throw know, with your right glove, hand. Yeah, that ain't but nothing if the glove special. But listen to me, Stephen. My powerful arm is the left, so I can actually take the glove off and throw the ball with the left. Wasting time, everybody say. No, no. You don't have time to catch you with your left. Take your glove off and then throw it. I promise you, Stephen. If you was on first base and ran the second, I could take that glove off and throw you out with that left hand. I bet you couldn't. I bet you I could. I promise you. You don't know nothing about some good softball. But anyway, the Pink Hornets we're down right now. You're supposed to squat, but, but while you're squatting, you, you can throw while you squat. What's, um, oh, this is, this is too butterfly, much. Butterfly, um, we, when we come back from the break. What are you talking um, about, actually? Take me out to the ball game. Listen, when we come back from the break at 34 after, uh, we're going to talk about music. We all love music. And we're going to talk about death. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In England, Plymouth Argyle soccer fan Tony Kemp had undergone an 18-hour brain operation after he suffered a mini-stroke. However, he lapsed into a coma after the operation and was battling for his life in intensive care. His family was told to expect the worst and warned his life support machine would be switched off in 48 hours if he did not show signs of recovery. All attempts to bring him back failed until his devoted wife, Dana, came in, played his favorite, the Janner song, on her iPod, and uh, amazingly, Tony opened his eyes. Wow. 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 I, I'm not familiar with the Janner song. But anyway. It's a, it's, it's a song, I think, from the, the soccer league. Their fans, they get into it. They oh. had a part in this song, too, as well. So. Okay. All uh-huh. right. So he opened his eyes. I mean, they had counted him off in two days. They said, you know, oh. they were going to take the life support uh, machines and turn them off. He but said, no, the hell you ain't. I yeah, she played his, his wife played his favorite song, and he opened his eyes. So, Steve, here's the question I well, have to ask you. That's a coma song? For him. For him. Oh, it got him out Yeah, for him. Yeah. So, Steve, what songs would, would you like to hear played if you were in a coma that would make that's you come the out? That's the way the world, yeah. the fire. I knew that one, yeah. That's it. And if that's that don't get you up, then what we supposed to play? What? I'm not finna sit there and play music all day now. If you gone, you gone. What? What? Give me the list of music we need to go through. So after that, if you ain't got up, we know it's over. I think Tommy's still a little salty, brother. Hell yeah, he just sat on top about of my grave and yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So we need five songs, and if you ain't up by ain't then, no problem. You That's out. the way of the world. Earth, wind, and fire. Mm-hmm. Can't hide love. Earth, wind, and fire. 
Okay. Uh, after the morning after maze, mm-hmm. uh, you can play uh, Reach for It, George Duke. Oh, really? You in the hospital right now? You hear? You hear? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can play Tom Brown, Jamaica Funk. You coming back? You coming Ow. back? Play it, cat. <laughs> Hurry up, we're losing him. We're losing him. We're going to be in a coma doing all that. That's the jail. Oh, he's flatlining. Well, that's it. I'm gone. Play that somewhere in the world quick. Then I need Jesus keep me near the cross. I'm on this tedious journey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. His eyes is moving. Oh, Lord. Come on. Two fingers. Thank you, Jesus. Look at toes. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Well, he did. Why don't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was a close <sighs> one, Steve. Glad to have you back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He jaded him out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like some funkin' for Jamaica I to know. bring you back. To <laughs> bring you back to life, yeah. right? Some oh, Tom Brown. Right. I ain't mad at that bass though, Steve. I ain't mad. That's the jam. You can hear it in your spirit, Steve. <laughs> Boy, I mean, talking about that one's entrenched in my soul. I've never heard that song and didn't want to hear it. Why don't they cut that off? I ain't never said that. Oh, it's boy. some jams uh-huh. that I hear that I always don't mind hearing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can yeah. you imagine being in a coma, hearing your song, and then amazingly? I know. Can you imagine his wife? I mean, I would have dropped to my knees and just been thanking the Lord right then and there. That's right. Because music is critical, man. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. For those that get it. Mm -hmm. I almost died seven times, so any song would be good for me. (laughs) (laughs) It could be in Spanish. (laughs) Oye, (laughs) Sabado! Here I come! the nephew's prank phone call. Uh, <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after the hour, today's Strawberry Letter. It's a good one. You do not want to miss it. But first, come on, nephew, with your prank phone call of the morning. Condoms at the cleaners. Oh. I call it condom cleaners. Condom cleaners is what I call it, Sherry. Mm, mm, mm. Brace yourself. You brace yourself. <laughs> okay. You're the one that needs to be braced. Yeah. Hello? Hello. Uh, I'm trying to reach Tamika. Tamika. This is she. How you doing? I'm uh, I'm Brad from um, Quality Cleaners. I'm the manager over here. Uh-huh. Listen, um, did, you, did you bring some clothes in this morning? Uh, no, I, I didn't bring anything in to you this morning. Okay. Well, listen, we, we got...
got an order that was dropped off this morning here. Uh, it's a couple suits, uh, some business shirts, and a, a few other things. But there's actually been some articles actually left in the clothing. So we oh, wanted my to... husband probably brought that down. Okay. He, said well, he, he, he there, dropped there, it off this morning? It was dropped off like around 7 this morning. But we got, it's got, a, it's worth, it's like about 100 bucks cash in the pocket. There's a couple uh, business cards. Uh, there's There's a cup link here. I looked all over. There's only one cup link, and then there's two condoms in here, so I wanted to see if you guys wanted me to put this in a plastic bag or something and have it, have it well, for what? you. Can, can you repeat what was in, left in there again? Well, we, like I said, we got a uh, it's like right at 100, maybe 105 bucks of cash. Uh, there's a business card from an insurance company. There's another mm-hmm. business card for um uh, what is this? This is um. What else was left? Right, right. I'm trying to tell you about all the business cards. I, I don't. I'm not interested in the business card because you said something else. Okay, no. There's a couplink that we can't and we can't find the other couplink. If it's here, we we look all over the bag to see if we can find it, but we don't see that either. What and, What else is in his pocket? Uh, like I said, you got a you got a hundred dollars in here. There's some. Uh, no, I need. No, 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 no. You had said something. Yes, there's business cards. There's an insurance card. Some, the business a, cards. You said something else. A cufflink, ma'am. There's a cufflink in here that we can... Uh, the cufflink. I mean, you said something else. Oh, oh okay. Well, the last, the week, there's two condoms in here. Hello? What did, the f- did you say? Uh, that, like I said, there's $100 in here. There's no, some business. F- that. Did you say... Did you say there was some condoms in there? There's two. There's two uh, extra large There's condoms two. in here. Hello? So, I'm here. I'm, I'm just trying to digest all the stuff that you had just said that that was in my husband's pocket. Now, are you sure that this is my husband, Chris? Chris? Uh, well, it has. Uh, I mean, maybe you know the items, ma'am. This is, there's, a, there's a gray suit. There's also a solid blue suit. That, 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 sounds fam- that sounds familiar, but I'm not understanding well, what, what you a, just the, the trying to tell number, me that was some condoms. The phone, that that number that I, the phone number that I called the number that's attached to this actual order. So, I mean, uh, this is the number we have on file. Is this, is this his number or your home number or your, was your sale? What, what number is this? Uh, this is our house number. Okay, I, well, I this- just don't believe, you know, what, what you're telling me because... We just celebrated our, uh, our our anniversary last week, and this is. Uh, what 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 what? I mean, what's what's wrong, man? What's wrong? Well, first of all, we married, and we never used condoms. And then you up there calling me talking about he got condoms left in his suit coat pocket. I, I'm not understand. Okay. Oh, well, I know he ain't cheating on me. Well, not not. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you know, they could have been there. For- well, why else? Why he wear? Condoms in his pocket. That just don't make any damn sense. If we marry and we don't use condoms, why the f- would he have condoms in his pocket? Uh, I, I don't know, ma'am. You'd have to talk to Chris about that one. My, I guess my main reason is that you want me to. to well, wait a minute. I wanted to know. Did you did you clean anything yet? Did you clean the suit? Or no, his, no, his we haven't yet? cleaned it. I just I just start okay. sorting stuff and I. You I, know, I don't I, want you. I don't want you to clean a. Things and all those articles that that you said, I want you to put it. <sighs> I want you to I want you to put everything, including them condoms. I want you to put it in the bag. I want you to put it in the bag. 
Don't clean nothing, because I'm going to come up there, and I'm going to pick everything up. Okay, I, I mean, I'll be here all day. Like I said, my name is Brad, and I'll be here if you want me to... Um, if you want me to uh, put them to the side, I, I, I won't clean them. I'll just put them to the side, and I'll leave them in the same laundry bag he had when he dropped them off. I'm a Chris up. I don't believe this I didn't gave this all the good years of my life, and he's going to turn around and cheat on me. You make sure you don't clean up thing, because I'm going to sit inside all that my damn self. You put all that in the bag, I'm going to call my job and let them know I'm not coming in today. I'm going to get caught. Slow down. I don't want you to get get too hysterical. I mean, you know, you're getting a little irate. Are you okay? I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be all right. I am going to be all right when I get up there. Whew, Chris is gonna get up. That's all I got to say. You make sure you have all that stuff not clean. I don't want you to clean it. I want you to put all that other that you said that you found in this pocket. You put all that in the bag. Cause Chris is. Would you, would you, I don't know who the would you, would you, he think he. With. Okay, Miss Tamika, would you like for me to call Chris? I don't and, want and, you. And, no, 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 no. Look, Bobby, I don't want you to no, call Chris. No, 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 man. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. My name is Brad. I'm Brad. I don't give a damn what your name is, sir. I really don't. Okay? Because Chris is going to get up. You just put everything in the bag, sir, like I had asked you to. I am on my way down there. And Chris, mm-mm. No, this ain't going down this way. We just renewed our vow. As a matter of fact, don't condoms come in threes? And you up there talking about there's two left? What the uh, f***? I, I'm not understanding. I know how to do my f- math. Okay? Chris is going to get okay. when uh, he get home uh, tonight. Here's, here's something else in the pocket, too. There's a note in here. A note? What does it say? Okay, man, I, I you know what? This has gotten way way out of hand. I don't want to... Way out of hand, And you need to quit telling me how that's in this pocket. Would you read that to me? Matter of fact, I want that in the bag, too. Okay. The more evidence I have, the better off it's going to be for me. I'm going to kiss up. What did the note say? The note says, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your husband, Chris, got me to prank phone call you. What the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Chris was going to die tonight. I was... We was going to have a barbecue in his honor. Do you hear me, Tommy? Do you hear me? Oh, my God, Chris. I don't believe this is to me. Already out. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Tommy. Hey, baby, let me ask you this. What's the, what's the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. He damn near lost it, didn't he? Woo. But that he moment. He did lose it. Yeah, he did. He did lose it. And who yeah. wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah, that's her husband. Yeah. <laughs> she said, wait a minute, don't condoms come in threes? Oh, my God. I know. Mm-hmm. We just had our anniversary. What is? Okay. I know he ain't cheating on me. You play too much, mm-hmm. Tommy. You play too much. <laughs> you sent that lady through it, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how you do it, you know. If you're pranking, I'm going to start having a prank class <laughs> where you learn to prank, you know, <laughs> and prank the right way. Mm. It's it's a way to prank. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not for amateurs. It's not for amateurs. <laughs> don't try to know. Don't do it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do not try this at home. What what would your first lesson be? Your first thing out the gate. Uh, always go for what they're most passionate about. Oh, Kids, okay. Wife, husband. Job. That's pretty good, Tommy. I yeah. thought your first lesson would be was dial the phone number. I thought, <laughs> yeah, so it's a method to his madness. That's all. I mean, you know. 
That's just prank one on one right there. Now, when mm-hmm. it, it, it gets it gets a little technical as we move up in the ranks. I just thought all right. Like, well, thank you, nephew. I'm a genius, huh? Conversation. I'm a genius. With. I'm actually a genius. Hey, 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 hey! What I want you to do is not say that. <laughs> that made you angry. <laughs> that, all right. You, that you're not gonna say no more. Coming up Go next. Ahead, uh, coming up next. A good friend of the show, family member. We love her, uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, has some interesting uh, words and uh, interesting take on um, bedroom activity, and we'll talk about that. And also the Strawberry Letter is coming up, too. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Gabrielle Union says, don't be ashamed to eat butt. What? What did you say, Shirley? What? Say that again, Shirley. I don't know if I... Bring that back. Slow that down. I don't know if I heard you. I don't know if I heard you correctly, Shirley. Say that again, please. All right, here goes, guys. Listen, because I know that's what everybody's thinking. Gabrielle, say it though. But what? Go ahead. Why are you mad? (laughs) Gabrielle Union says, "Don't be ashamed to eat butt." She ain't say that. Is she talking about? Ain't no way she said. What's she talking about? All right, she's she's she says she's all about equality and reciprocity, especially in the bedroom. Okay. She's married to D-Wade. D-Wade ain't got no ass. Right here. What? Huh? What? 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 Hey, man. No, wait a minute. Hold on. What? What are you talking about? These friends of mine. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It ain't me. She the one eating it. What is you talking about? What is you talking about? Okay, Gabrielle spoke candidly about eating butt. Was y'all talking butt on your show? Maybe it didn't come up. (laughs) The way Gabrielle. You're not going to know butt. The way Gabrielle sees it, if a woman receives it, she should give. She says that sex should be equal pleasure for both partners, and a woman shouldn't be ashamed if she's tossing her man salad. I bet not know what. You ain't got to, I don't care nothing about them being your friend. You ain't got to open up a butt to sell a book. I'm just going to tell you. You ain't got to do that. She didn't mention that on my show, Tommy. She okay. sold her book. She talked about infidelity. Did you go to the butt chapter? Ta- no. Nah, what, boy, what the boy? <laughs> oh. There's got to be a butt chapter if she's talking about it. Man, I'm Is it chapter dog. seven, chapter eight? Where's the butt chapter at, Carl? I don't know. <laughs> well, somebody find some the butt chapter. You ain't going to have no damn famous friend. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, but she brought the butt out. I didn't. Huh? You want me to butt out? I'm not butting out. I'm butting in. She brought the ass. Out. I mean, the butt out, didn't she? God, these are. So I mean, work. honestly, can you can you watch a game and look at D Wade the same when he go for a layup? Why layout? would I not? You're not gonna have butt on your man. <laughs> Why? She done told us. She shouldn't have told us this. I'm just asking. Hold on, first, first, first of all, 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 let's slow down, guys. Where did she supposedly say this, Shirley? She said it on, you know Sway, right? He has a sh- uh, radio show, Sway you know does. You my man, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Radio Sway? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she was on his radio show, and they talked about it. He brought the ass out on there. Uh, Shut up, Tommy. I cannot right with him. Oh, my goodness. She brought the ass out, didn't she? Is this... Is this for real? That's exactly why. They what did she say on Sway? She That's said exactly it's all. Exactly why they wouldn't give you your own show. 
She said, and if they give it to me and I bring her on there and she bring this butt out, what I'm supposed to say? Nothing. Oh, look at the time. Uh, yeah, let's go on to the letter. Let's go to the letter. <laughs> this story stinks. Oh, everybody is booty <laughs> offended <laughs> in here now. <laughs> what, what is this? It's just Wait, too much. What did you say, what? Junior? <laughs> this story stinks. Get <laughs> 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 on. Yeah, butt out, Tommy. Come on. Butt out? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, man. All right. Buckle oh, up. Hold on He like tight. talking about butt because he ain't butt booty hot. <laughs> and he has a high one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry lemon. Subject Is 55. this a good one, Shirley? Yeah, you'll like this mm-hmm. one a lot. A lot. <laughs> Give me a mm-hmm. pen and a marker, please. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, look. Is that? Okay, I just need All right, subject, 55-year-old white man. See right there. <laughs> Race is my thing. Yes, this is yep. what you love. This is what and you then love. you said man. Uh-huh. Two things I specialize in. Race and men. All right, here, here we go. Good morning, ah. Steve and the show family. I have a situation that needs an immediate resolution. I'm a 38-year-old African-American woman who is a single parent. I'm independent, hardworking, attractive, and successful. My problem is this. I met a 55-year-old white man at the airport. We exchanged business cards and began a friendship. I started out really liking him, but now I am not sure if I like him or the things he does for me. He asked me to tour Europe with him this spring. He Mm. constantly sends me gifts. He has given me nearly $3,000 in the time that we have known each other because he says that he wants to take care of me and show me that he is a good man. He says that his only purpose is to ensure my happiness. I had to finally tell him that I did not need him to take care of me because I wanted to want him for him and not what he can offer me. He says that he understands, but I know that it bothers him that I continually deal with him at arm's length. We have only met the one time at the airport, but speak daily. He lives in Wisconsin and I live in Georgia, but the distance is not an issue because he has pleaded for the last three months to fly in to see me. And we both have the ability to travel regularly. I have continually put him off because I am not sure that I am ready to meet him. I have not sorted out how I feel about both the race issue and the age issue. Additionally, I feel that he is way too needy and clingy. I do not think, uh, I don't think that he has much of a life outside of marrying me. At least several times a week, he asks about the type of wedding I want, what type of ring do I prefer, or some other related topic. I ask him, what does he do with his free time? And when he does, he. Um, And when does he spend time with friends? He says that because of his job, he does not have time for many outside activities. But I feel if he would not contact me so much, he could use that time to have a life outside from focusing on me. I do not know how to handle the situation. He is becoming persistent. I have told him that I need time. And if he wants back anything that he has given me, he is welcome to it. He says that he gives from his heart and uh, would never take back anything. He is a great guy. But there are times when hearing his voice makes me want to scream. The cultural differences are becoming more and more prevalent. The age issue is is a challenge. And his neediness is bothersome. 
There are moments when I try to envision sleeping in bed with this man, and I re- I nearly lose my lunch thinking about it. Wow. Ooh. What do I do? Please. <laughs> wow. Uh, dear, what do I do? This letter stressed me out just reading it. I, I just say, if you don't want this man, you know, who you've admitted is a great guy, you're an independent woman, tell him. Tell him just that and, and let it go. You know, you've got issues with this man. Uh, 12 minutes after, well, don't have time. I know well, you got, I, I got know. time, so I, I tell you, you what, we come back. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what your boy do. We'll Race back. and men. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on with your response to part two of this strawberry letter. Let's go. This is what I do. Read it a again, letter Steve. about a man, mm-hmm. which I'm an expert at, right? and race, <laughs> which I'm the other expert at. I'm an expert uh, on race. <laughs> And manhood. Let's go. I've had my own experiences. I know how to feel about them. I know how to react to them. I've handled them. Mr. Expert. I've been trying to go through my family tree and see if one of my grandmamas is white. There's got to be a check involved in this somewhere. Please, God. Read the letter. Uh, Here's a letter. 55-year-old white man. Good morning, Steve and the Family Show. I have a situation that needs an immediate resolution. I'm a 38-year-old African-American woman who is single parent. I'm independent, hardworking, attractive, and successful. My problem is this. I met a 55-year-old white man at the airport. We exchanged business cards and began a friendship. I started out really liking him, but now I'm not so sure I like him or the things he does for me. Mm. He asked me to tour Europe with him this spring. He constantly sends me gifts. He has given me nearly $3,000 in the time that we've known each other. Because he says he wants to take care of me and show me that he's a good man. He says that his only purpose is to ensure my happiness. I had to finally tell him that I did not need him to take care of me because I wanted him for him and not for what he can offer me. Uh, He says that he understands, but I know that it bothers him that I'm continually deal with him at arm's length. We have only met the one time at the airport, but speak daily. He lives in Wisconsin. I live in Georgia. But the distance is not an issue because he has pleaded for the last three months to fly in to see me. And we both have the ability to travel regularly. I have continually put him off because I'm not sure that I'm really I'm ready to meet him. I have not sorted out how I feel about the race issue and the age issue. Additionally, I feel that he is way too needy and clingy. I don't think that he has much of a life outside of marrying me. At least several times a week, he asks about what type of wedding I want, what type of ring do I prefer, or some other related topic. I asked him, what he does with his free times, and when he, when does he spend time with his friends? He said that because of his job, he does not have time for many outside activities, but I feel he would not contact me so much if he used the time to have a life aside of focusing on me. I do not know how to handle the situation. He's becoming persistent. I've told him that I need time, and if he wants back anything that he's given me, he's welcome to it. He says that he gives from his heart and he would never take anything back. He's a great guy, but there are times when hearing his voice makes me want to scream. The cultural differences are becoming more and more prevalent. The age issue is a challenge and his neediness is bothersome. There are times when I try to envision sleeping in bed with this man and I nearly lose my lunch thinking about it. What to do, please. All right, here we go. What to do, please. Mm -hmm. You need to really quit lying so much. Mm. See, lady, first of all, let's just tell the truth. You really into this man because of what he do for you. Mm. See, you can save all this mess you started with me. I'm an African-American woman who was a single parent. That's the sympathy part. Mm -hmm. Then here comes the, I am independent, hardworking, attractive, and successful. 
Okay, then, if all that's happening and yeah. you live in Georgia, what's the white man for? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, really, I mean, let's just go. You got you popping off Uh-oh. like you say you is in this letter. On, what's the expert. white man 3,000 miles for mm. in Wisconsin? Mm. And you in where? Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Well, first of all, let's deal with it. Wisconsin. Yeah. Very yes. few black people. Very few. Georgia, damn near all black people. Especially Atlanta. See, let's just talk about this. <laughs> So now here we go. Now you sitting up in here. You'd have met this 55-year-old white man at the airport. Y'all exchange business cards one more time, letting us know you got your thing going on. Then you started out liking him. Now you ain't so sure if you like him or the things he does for me. Ah. Uh, well, we know for sure you like the things he do for you because you steady taking them. It's hardworking, independent, and all that. Come to find out, he's giving you nearly $3,000. Mm. But see, all this, this is just a part of a lie. Because later on, she says in the letter, he's becoming persistent. I have told him that I've, I need right. time. And if he wants back anything that he's given me, he's welcome to it. You ain't fitting to give back cash. No. So let's stop that. Miss Single so Independent. So what she left out, Miss Single Independent, is what all else he done bought you. Mm. I'm thinking furniture and car. These are the things that you Ooh. would welcome a man back to. Yes. Furniture and a car. See, he ain't bought your clothes because he don't know your size, right? Because 55-year-old men ain't good at that. You done bought your own clothes with $3,000, you and the baby. Whoa. <laughs> See, what you, you done got yourself is some furniture, <laughs> and you done got yourself a car. See, that's what you done got. Now, you want to give the couch back and the car back, but you just told him he was welcome to it back. You didn't send it. Uh, you just said he was, but he trying to car. show you he a good man. Who the off out there? she going to send a, See, a couch, couch and a car back? Because she don't mean it. I'm uh, off Okay, all right. If you don't want okay. something, you know how to give anything Ooh, back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, lady, because when you get through with a man, you put all kind of stuff out on the tree lawn. Mm. He gonna, it'll get shipped something. Stanley, your nephew, Raynard, to bring it by there, something. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. You know we got to get out of here. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at my girl Shirley. Don't forget tomorrow, tomorrow, the Strawberry Letter live after show on Facebook. Please join me. We'll talk about uh, tomorrow's letter. I'll do my fresh pick of the week, and uh, we'll do trending topics, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, switching, okay. <laughs> switching gears now for the third consecutive year. Erica Badu will host BET Soul Train Awards. Okay, that's good news. She was great at it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, special honorees will be Tony Braxton and SWV. They are among the first wave of performers announced for the show, which will be filmed in November, uh, on November 5th to be exact, at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. And uh, as we reported, Tony will receive the Don Cornelius Legend Award, and uh, SWV will pick up the third annual Lady of Soul Award. Also performing, nice. yeah, will be uh, Tony's sister, Tamar Braxton, 112, Tank, and Kirk Franklin. Solange come on, come on. has seven nominations. Congratulations Girl, going yeah. out to her. Oh, yeah. Solange. Yeah. While Bruno Crazy Mars uh, mm-hmm, follows close behind Solange with six nominations. Additional nominees include Rihanna, uh, DJ Khaled, Bryson Tiller, and newcomers Khaled and uh, uh, SZA. Uh, the BET, oh, like yeah, SZA. The BET presents the 2017 uh, Soul Train Awards. Change my name. To what? I don't know. I'm going to come up with a name. All right. Mm. Uh, <laughs> BET presents 2017 Soul Train Awards. That airs 
on BET November 26. Okay, coming up next at 41 after the hour, the timeline with the nephew. Okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Steve Tommy Jr. I, I got a nickname for you, Shirley. What? <laughs> Bess. Bess? Yeah, Bess. Bess, what's up? B E S. What does that what, mean? What does that stand for? Yeah. That's bug eyed shirt. <laughs> hey, Bess. <laughs> oh, like yours would be Bliss. B L S. Big Lip Steve. Okay, I got it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Bliss. Uh oh. Like let's get it cracking up. Oh, Incoming. Incoming. And then, Tommy, your nickname will be Sat. Like you sat on the, the floor. S-A-T? Set is uh, short ass coming. I knew that. Hey, oh, come on yeah. now. I ain't that short. What's up, What is Junior? What's Junior? Yeah, what's mine? Sack. S-A-K. What's that? What's that? Sick ass kill. Steve, you going hard. Okay, what's mine? Okay, what's mine? Let me see. You know she key calls. Don't forget that. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, come on. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, and we're on in Houston. Don't ever speak of this again. <laughs> he, he know he got key before. Allegedly. <laughs> the rules it. have changed now that we're on in Houston. I love allegedly, though, girl. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. You can't think of a nickname for me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to tie it to this TV show. So we got Best for Shirley. Fat for Tommy. Bug eyed Shirley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna call, call you NCIS. Ooh, what? Ooh. Yeah, that stands for you know Carla is gonna say something. <laughs> 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 I like it. I like it. NCIS. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Your TV show. No Carla gonna say something. I remember huh. that time he said something about my eyes, and then I just happened to put a picture on Instagram. <laughs> I got all those comments. Boy, Shirley Steve was right. Your eyes are big. Wow, Shirley, you do have big eyes. They just kept going. She's the only like, person on the show get tired of blinking. <laughs> <laughs> everybody else cool. Yeah, everybody else, you don't even know you're doing it. Oh Lord, it's time to blink it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> so sick of blinking. How long it takes Shirley to blink? Whatever. Like two seconds. <laughs> By the time wow. she cover her whole eye. Now she has blink a lot of time, cause I just can't do it. No <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So we got our nicknames. Okay. So now sack. what? I'm going to be sack. I kind of like sack, though. <laughs> I don't like yeah, that for you. Yeah. I, be sick. I like it. Yeah, you don't want to be sick anymore. He ain't. I'm perfectly fine. Carl, it's just he, a, he it's just a joke. It's a nickname. It don't yeah, I like sick. It's, 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 it's going to get cold now, huh? What you uh, mean? No, no, not out here. Not out here. It's great out here, Tommy. Yeah, we almost in November. You're in LA, you good, huh? Yeah. And it's been and in the hundreds, yes. <laughs> hey man, good. You need, good for you, you need help staying in Tommy back, you just let me know, Junior. <laughs> oh, you want me? You want to stay back? Uh. All I said was no, 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 get no, no. Because right, you know I what? I, I was trying to explain it was a hundred, but I'm gonna let Unc go ahead and have this one. Then I'm gonna just jump on the back of that. Uh, go ahead. Stay I ain't worried about y'all. Everybody worry about y'all. You all my uncle. I don't care. What y'all fish to do? Y'all finna team up on me? No, mm. no, no, we ain't team up. 
This individual. Big Lip Steve and sick ass kid. What y'all do? Wanna be back. Wanna be packing ass Steve? What? Not wanna be though. He didn't say the wannabe part, Tommy. You added that. He just said packing. You know what? You know what? Over here. You know what, Matt? We ain't got to take all this. Matt. Matt. Is that another nickname? What's Matt? Yeah. That midget ass. <laughs> you can't oh, say midget. You're not supposed we to say the M word. You can't tell me I can't say that about him. You my nephew. No, you can't say that. You're not that. supposed to say the M word or the N word. Right. Why are you I saying that? One thing we know about that. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing, Uncle, since he's upset about you being packing ass Steve and all that type of stuff. I'll tell you one thing we know for sure. You could be short in more than one way. <laughs> huh? Oh, you're going to do that. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Huh? You ain't just got to be short in height. What? I, I'm not short. Hey, y'all not yeah. going to put that out there. Yeah, I'm nest. not short any kind of. Why do we go so hard on this show? Yeah, nest. Where's the love, you guys? Wait, 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 stop. Hold what on, is Where next? was that comment when he said sick-ass no. kid? Where was that wait, comment? Wait, wait. Well, I so, know now we say something is. about Tommy now. Where's the love? No, Steve <laughs> said that. Okay, go ahead. What is nest? What mean? is nest, Steve? NST. What does that mean? Yeah. That needle size. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we're just going there now. Are we forgetting we're on I'm the radio? I'm to you. <laughs> For sure. I'm a needle packer. <laughs> well. Wow. Mm. Can we change the subject? Fairly yeah. Call, y'all, don't, <laughs> y- y- y'all don't believe that kind of stuff, do you? I what? I just I don't want to be involved. <laughs> I okay, just don't. Oh, now we getting sensitive. Now we can't. We don't believe um, what? What Steve said about yes. you, Tommy? That you're yeah. short? Uh, I, we have Come on now. Don't I'm don't not ask short, that. First of all, I'm taller than both of y'all. No, you're not. You're not taller than me. You may be taller. <laughs> not when you put them red pumps on. No. Wait when a you minute. Take them these, down. Is, these is blood shoes, <laughs> red bottoms. Red bottoms. <laughs> you put them red bottoms on. Who can be taller? You're well, not taller than me without red bottoms. And you're so. not taller than my child. No, I ain't. He really got me. You God, ain't oh. tall. You ain't taller than your own child. <laughs> Trey Somebody bigger than you. Child. Winton bigger than you. Sheridan bigger than you. you gotta be tired Tasha of bigger than you. All <laughs> Tasha's baby's nine. Tasha's you. only nine. Right. All right. Listen. Oh, uh, All right. That that got hard. Okay. Um, coming up at the Literally. top of the hour. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite segments. You know he got a company. Steve, uh, you be the judge. Coming up. Tommy and Junior, right and wrong, coming up. TNT. <laughs> come on, up when we come back. What's TNT? What's TNT? We know that's Tommy's company. Yeah. What is that? Toothpick needle-sized Tommy. <laughs> oh, man, you really tripping. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, Tommy and Junior, here we go. It's time for right or wrong. Steve, please stand by. Uh, you have to be the judge. Tommy, you ready? I'm always ready. All right. It's, it's my my so-called partner over there that hang up on me and don't want to talk to me and it's all right well let's hear it let's get to it yeah, what, right. what is yeah, it? yeah. i told him for? we got oh, we got when the sun was going down yesterday he said hey man hold up call before me you do that before you, before you no, do you, right don't, don't you throw another one in don't you throw another one in hold up man 
No, you and Junior then got over there and got the coercion and then came up with another. Coercion. I know what didn't happen. Hold on. I knew the sound. <laughs> Do the sound. <laughs> Ting. <laughs> Y'all that? think that's me? One more time. One more. <laughs> Ting. That's your new nickname. <laughs> Ting. Ting. One more time. You know what, T? Tommy in need of growth. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, Junior. Ting. I write wrong, Tommy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all ain't right. Let's go, right. nephew. All right, here we go. This uh, by last night, Tommy. This by last night. This me and Junior. This right or wrong. Oh, yeah, so last night, the sun was going down. He say, you know, Call me after dark. I say, why do people say after dark? They should say, tell me this, Uncle Steve. Shouldn't they say after light? Because light is what's leaving, ain't it? Light is ain't what's after, leaving. Huh? It's, you should say after light. Because light's going to be. I know y'all ain't trying to work this out in your mind, are you? Well, yeah. It shouldn't be after dark. It should be after light. You don't That's want people to say I'm after saying. dark. You're saying after yeah. light. After See, they just leave mm. a word out. They just shorten it, Tommy. Call me after it gets dark. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it call me after dark. Yeah. After dark. But ain't that after light? But ain't that after light, though? Not necessarily, depending on what time it is. Okay, I don't get that one. So that don't Boo. make sense to you. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Junior win that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You were wrong, okay. Tommy. Okay. If you got pink eye. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. get into a fight and get a black eye. Mm-hmm. Ain't that a future eye? Because <laughs> black ain't, and pink, yeah. Yeah, I uh-huh. like it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Does that yeah. work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You want uh-huh. that one? Yeah. I love all right. It. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell Junior. Okay. Caesar is the first person to eat a salad. And then what? after that, the Romans started eating it, and that's where you get Romanian from. You see what I'm saying? You got to know how your salads break what? down. Caesar Junior, is the Junior wins. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. It don't make no sense. Caesar is the you. first person to mm-hmm. eat salad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then after that, then the mean. Romans started eating it, and then that's where the Romanian salad comes from. You understand? Okay. Romanian. No. Okay. No. Okay. You don't. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't see that? No, I, no, uh, I don't. And you know, I no, he love don't see right, right or wrong. <laughs> oh, I was with okay. you on that one, Tom. I, I, I'm not finna. Um, uh, I'm not finna. You uh, had me though with Caesar in the first. But wasn't it Romans before it was Caesar? Yeah. But you oh, couldn't do it till after he ate the salad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn boy! Come on back, what? Tommy. Redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You can't, you just, you just, you don't get it. All right, so here's another thing. If a deaf child uh-huh. gets caught cursing yeah. doing sign language, don't they mamas wash their hands with soap? Oh, because they wash their mouth. <laughs> their mouth oh, okay. You know, normally when a That's regular cute. child gets yeah. cussed, they wash, yeah. they, they wash their mouth out with soap. I'm telling Junior, if you're a kid and you sign language and then you cussing, they mama go wash their hands. I was so. Does that make any sense? No, to you? it don't. No, but nice try. <laughs> Dang, <Ooh>. Tommy. 
You Man, f y'all. <laughs> Yeah, we please, I like that one. Please, cat. Yeah, oh my no. god. <laughs> yeah, I like that one, boy. Come on, man. Daddy, that was great, man. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I like that one. That's my favorite one. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> <Kat>, just. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much feeling in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, no. hard out. We ain't going for it. You dog gonna run. This is one of my favorite segments, Tommy. Oh what? my god, man! I know. But that's how I you know. end it. You just went off on us. Yeah, oh, that's man. how I'm gonna end it right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe that. Thank you. All man. right. Um. <laughs> Okay, listen to this. Uh, you guys are familiar with the show uh, Sex in the City, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Carla, yes. especially you and all the ladies out there that listen. Uh, uh-huh. what's, what is up with the cast from Sex in the City? Actress Kim Damn. Cattrall uh, not only spilled the tea, but she knocked the whole teapot over on this <laughs> one, okay? Uh, Which one is Kim Cattrall? Kim Cattrall, yeah, she played Samantha. Okay. Uh-huh, the sexy you mean, one, the overtly you think sexy about one. The gospel singer. Kim Burrell. Kim Burrell. Kim Burrell. Kim Burrell. <laughs> Man. Kim Burrell is on Sex in the City? I no. Thought I no. <laughs> hey, but guess what? I thought I had it. Kim Terrell. Oh, yeah, you talking about the cops. <laughs> Her name is Kim Cattrall, by the way. Uh, she, like I said, she not only spilled the tea, she knocked the whole teapot over. Uh, and girls, most of us were fans of the show. I mean, we can yeah, say that. Most of us love loved Sex in the City. Yeah. Uh, well, Carrie, Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte may have been famous best friends, but the actresses that played them were not. They said they were not friends. Kim Cattrall, who played Samantha wow. Tommy, uh, said, said yeah. we've never been friends. What? Yeah, she said what? we've never been friends. She says... We've been colleagues, and in some way, it's a very healthy place to be. She also denied that she made outrageous demands because, you know, they said she wanted so much money to come back and do a Sex in the City movie part three. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Our doctors are finding that the number of middle-aged, middle-aged men who injure themselves while having sex is on the rise, guys, okay? And they say adventurous sex is to blame for the spike. I just hurt myself the other night. Huh? You did, Steve? I'm sorry. You're part of the statistics? My right leg be cramping all the time. It lock up pretty bad. I had to straighten it out. Mm. Yeah. And you all are comfortable with sharing that information, huh? I had so much baby oil on my hand. I, I was getting out to bed and had my hand on the edge of the nightstand and slipped off. I damn near bust my whole jaw. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like a right cross. I love baby oil. myself. I thought Tyson had hit me. <laughs> With a right cross. Yeah. yeah. love baby oil. Uh, most of the injuries are occurring in the shower, Steve. That includes. Oh, no, 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 no. That ain't where they have, man. One time, like a couple weeks ago, I was coming out the bedroom fast, mm-hmm. coming out the bathroom real fast, uh-huh. and I dove on the bed. But uh-huh. we had satin sheets and shot my ass straight right to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed dead into that damn wall. Had too much speed. 
too much. It was, you it thought was, you were on the it track. Was the entrance you was trying yeah. to make. Yeah. It was, yeah, I was trying to make a glorious entrance. Uh-huh. Like, baby, here I come. Yeah. You know, I see it right across that sheet. And it's hard to fall in a, in a, up against a wall when you're naked. It's always a it's performance for men, huh? It's oh, yeah. You got to oh, perform, yeah. huh? So you and just then one time right I was uh, walking across the bottom of the footboard, you know, trying to do like I was a balance beam, because sometimes I do like yeah. individual performances before I start. Really yeah. now? You know, I was walking across the bottom of the footboard like a balance beam, and I had some damn baby all on my foot. I slipped off like I was on damn balance beam. Boy, I almost, I almost ruined my life right yeah. You are so kind of crazy. I caught the edge of it, and I just fell off. Yeah. That's where these stats is coming from. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, well, then, uh, don't worry about that story. And then the okay. other time, okay. <laughs> and then the other time, I was uh, I was diving off the doorknob, which is like one of my specialties. Yeah. How did you, know, you I just get put up my on the foot up on the doorknob right. and dive off the doorknob, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I come off in a swan dive, and I bust <laughs> that into a jackknife. Then I come out. Uh-huh. And I messed around and had locked the door, but I had baby oil on my hand when I locked the door. And I uh, got up on top of that doorknob with my right foot and tried to push off, and it slipped, and I never made it to the bed. Injury right there. I fell and knocked the face over, cut my chest open. Dang. You bleeding? No, it wasn't bad, you know, just a little couple scars, you know. Uh, This past one, I tore all the drapes down. In the bedroom. <laughs> I had put a lot of baby oil on both of us, and we was up against the wall, and we started sliding, uh-huh. and I tried to stop the fall and grab the drapes, but we kept falling, yeah. and uh-huh. so I towed down two sections of drapes. Some window treatments were ruined. <laughs> so you're yeah. never in pain or anything, so much so that you can't, you know, that you have to cancel the night or anything, huh? You know, I you know sometimes I had to get you know a glass of scotch or something to get get get, get, a, get a carriage get, back Get you through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sometimes okay. you gotta be willing to so. try those shirts. Oh, okay. But I didn't know all this about Steve. That explains yeah, a lot, doesn't it? He got a lot of baby oil. Yeah, yeah. A lot of baby all over there. I was getting out the bathtub one time and foot slipped. Uh huh. On that slick ass tile floor and all. I tore so much stuff down off of that vanity trying to stay up. <laughs> Just everything was in the Man, flow. When you be falling, you put faith in a lot of yeah, stuff, yeah. don't you? Uh, you be falling, you be trying to grab lotion, cocoa butter. What is that going to do, though? I tore the hot and cold faucet right after damn sink. trying like to stay up. Ah, stupid. <laughs> All right, more of the show coming up right after these jams. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, facing mounting criticism, the Pentagon explained what happened in Niger earlier this month when four U.S. soldiers were killed in an ambush. According to General Joseph Dunford, the United States Africa Command's investigation into the incident didn't show any signs of at least, uh, at least initially that the soldiers involved had taken unnecessary risks. In a news conference, General Dunford said that 12 U.S. soldiers went along with 30 Nigerian forces on a recon mission near the village of Tango Tango on October 3rd. When they were returning to their base the next day, they were attacked by about 50 fighters who apparently were from a local ISIS affiliate. 
Since the mission was relatively low risk, there was not air cover and the soldiers didn't call for air support until an hour into the fight. About an hour early, about an hour later, French air support arrived, but since the fight was so close, the planes couldn't attack and instead circled overhead. General Dunford said, I don't have any indication right now to believe or to know that they did anything other than operate within the orders they were given. And this is an ongoing investigation. I'm sure yeah. as the days go on, we'll know more and more about this. We still don't know um, why uh, Sergeant uh, Johnson, David Johnson's body was found two miles from the rest of um the officers we don't we don't know any of that yet but we'll we'll find out this is an ongoing investigation like i said mm-hmm. and uh Maisha Johnson the widow of the fallen soldier uh sergeant la david johnson uh who was at the center of the controversy over what uh president trump said or didn't say during a condolence phone call uh spoke publicly for the first time and uh this was during an interview at abc uh, she said that the thing that upset her the most was the phone call uh, and, and the tone of the president's uh, uh, voice and that he couldn't remember her husband's name, uh, Sergeant LaDavid T. Johnson. That's what upset her the most and made her cry. In other news, uh, just he tweeted. Yeah, he did. Tweet. Right president after tweeted. that, mm-hmm. that he, it was a respectful phone call. That it was respectful, and he said his name from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. I just think, man, if our president <clears throat> would just humble himself. Well, like, that's not that's going to never happen. going to happen. Quit asking for that. Yeah. Yeah, you can quit asking for humbleness, mm-hmm. and you can quit expecting Maybe. an apology. Yeah, but and I, you just want, you know, just hey, man, some decency, you know, yeah. but. From a president, how many of us have said things we didn't mean them that way, but the other person took it that way? You mm. know, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't mean for it to come out that way, but it did. So what do you do? You apologize to that person. I'm sorry if you took it that way. I certainly didn't Especially mean. Especially when they're yeah. grieving and they lost their husband, right. who is fighting for this country. This country. <laughs> You take the high road, yes. even if she misunderstood. Whatever it was, you don't attack. Yeah. I don't understand. This, that was horrible. That was, that horrible. was horrible. Yeah, He doesn't. And John he, Kelly as well. Oh, uh, yeah. At first, he was going great. Yeah. yeah. The first half. Because yeah. he was talking about his own son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when He's, he went after the uh, congresswoman, yes. that was a mistake. Yeah. Now, the congresswoman has given them uh, all types of banter because she said that the White House is has a lot of white supremacist in it. Yeah, she did. That gave them what they needed Mm -hmm. to now, you know. Fire back. Fire Mm -hmm. back. And so it has turned into something that it really should not have from the very beginning. Thank you, Steve. We'll be back with just one more thing to close out the show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Last break of the day with just one more thing. Uh, Here's a question. Or or a statement, I should say, why friends and money don't mix. This is according to the Bank of America now. A Bank of America study found that more than half of respondents said that they had seen a friendship dissolve over money borrowed and not paid back. And 43% said they would be willing to end a friendship if a friend hasn't paid them back. And we're not talking about big bucks here. One in three people said they would end a friendship for $100 or less owed. 36% 36% of people said it took between 100 and 500 owed to end a friendship. So, of course, here's a question for you guys. How much would it take to end a friendship? 
Whoa. That's how a, much that's would it amazing. take to end a friendship? That, that really is amazing. You would end a friendship over $100 or less if someone $5. bought that. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I'd do it over five. Five dollars? Yeah, five dollars. You would you end would... a friendship over five dollars, Junior? Are you, you mean serious? Five hundred? Yeah, because if you I ask you for the five and you talking about I'm gonna get it to you, we get into an argument, then we don't need to be friends. It's very simple. <laughs> I don't care if it is. A it's five my five. Junior? How how much would you end for? Uh, yeah, I, I end, end on the friendship over money, but never over loaning. If you take my money, mm-hmm. if you steal it from me, yeah, that's good. That's it. Well, I've never yeah. loaned money and lost a friendship over a loan. You know. But, yeah. I mean, I see what but you're saying. You take my money. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense because you can't trust them after that. No, right. If they're going to no, steal from you. No, yeah. No. yeah. No, it's you fine. can't take my money, man. Right. You can't take my money. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. And, Melvin, if you're listening, I still want the five. Not dollars, <laughs> Junior. Five dollars, Junior. Hey, Shirley, I, I, I'm talking but, about But this. if I loaned you some money, what's the number? What's the number for you, Tommy, if you loaned somebody money? 500. And 500. You got my undivided attention on not fooling with you no more. Wow. Yeah. We there. This, got, this was before I had started making money. So, you know, if I was being a comedian, when you coming up, you only had $100. Mm-hmm. And if I give you five out that 100 that I needed, mm-hmm. and you don't get that back, that's a problem. Well, I mean, do they have attitude? Do they just act like you never that's, lent that's it to what, them? That's what hurts, Shirley. Yeah. When you loan some people some money, and then, you know, they don't come to you with the same attitude that mm-hmm. they ask for. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, here it is. The last time I loaned somebody some money, mm-hmm. a friend of mine got in some trouble. Okay. And he needed 100000 Wow, 100000 Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you say 100000 Somebody came to you Somebody for had grand? Well, who else are they going to go to, Tommy? People be needing that type of money like that? Well, no, no. no. Not, no you gave not it? in the jam, but he, not much money he had, though. So what wasn't really, you know. So, so and that is the rule. Don't lend more than you can uh, expect to lose or you can afford to lose, well, right? Well, I mean, you know, he was in the jam and mm-hmm. needed mm-hmm. it. And so mm-hmm. I gave it to him. And you, the time he was supposed to give it back to me, he didn't give it back to me. Mm. Now, I didn't know. Because I had forgot. Yeah. But he called me. Wait. He called me and said, hey, man, I don't have it. Uh-huh. Can I, can I get a little more time? And what was I supposed to say? No, I need it now. He yeah. just said he ain't got it. Junior can't get past the fact that you forgot that you lent somebody 100 grand. <laughs> How you forget, <laughs> Junior? You loaned 100000 Because I be busy. I can't believe he gave you something. I have got to get that life. <laughs> if I loan you a hundred thousand, you ain't gonna believe how much nerve I'm gonna get on. But you know what though? It's it's, <laughs> at, it's, at, it's I mean, you know, it's all relevant, but it's at different levels. So mm-hmm. eventually, uh, probably six months after mm-hmm. he was supposed to give it to me, he gave it to me. Oh, you got it back. So you okay. know, we good. Now we going along in life. Something happened, and I look up, man, and this dude has sent me something. That was so valuable. He sent a gift to me mm-hmm. out of the country. And the gift that he sent to me was over mm. a half million dollars. Hey, can I what? He sent me a gift that was over a half million dollars. Because he was so grateful that you helped that him. I when bailed he... him out at that time. Oh, I got you. Oh, now that's yeah. cool. Who is this here? Who, who, who is <laughs> no. this? Who is well, forget this here? that, Tommy. What's the point, Junior? Uh. How do you go give somebody a hundred thousand? 
Like, yeah. is do you go down to the bank and say, I'll be right back? Because, you know, like, you ask me for money. I got to go to the ATM machine to get the money and get it to him. Ask Steve mm-hmm. when's the last time he's been to the ATM machine. When do you go <laughs> and get 100000 in? ATM? You can just write a check. He ain't been to yeah. no ATM. He ain't got they no got a PIN code. Like you can't get 100000 not no ATM. ATM machine? $100 a day, Max, no. last time I checked. Yeah. Oh, no, you get more than so that. You, yeah. You can get so more if you write a check to the bank. Yeah, you can get about three grand out of the ATM machine. Yeah, I was going to Jamaica with Rashawn, and we was in the airport. And he said, man, I need some cash and went to the ATM. I went, what? <laughs> now, where are you yeah. going? Yeah, we all go to the ATM. He ATM was the only yeah. rich person I knew that went to an ATM. <laughs> so you don't have no PIN number or nothing? No. I don't what, what do you do at the... Huh? No, I don't have a PIN number. I don't I don't know if I have a card that'll go in an ATM machine. You do. I don't... How irregular you are. You don't have no card on you at all? Ever? I got a credit card. No, credit like card a debit card, card to like an account. Like, you don't have none of that. What? Okay. You don't have none of these. <laughs> Let me see what you do. Like a debit card, he's talking about. It's a debit, debit card. Yeah. It says debit, debit card. Debit card. Them two bank accounts, and, and, these and, just and debit cards. You just. And you know you're going to get charged. You don't have none of them. Yeah, I think so. They're going to charge you $3.50. He don't. This is a debit card. Okay, so what have we learned quickly? What have we okay, learned so here? Debit card is. We, we've learned it. that he got a hundred grand if we need to borrow. He's learned that. <laughs> that is Tommy. <laughs> Thank you. Take us home, Steve. That's, That's what I got out of. We know he got a hundred grand to forget about. He can forget about a hundred grand. I got that. <laughs> Take us I home, Steve. Uh, All right, y'all have a great weekend. Peace out. <laughs> it's hump day, Wednesday. It's for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Business as usual is a thing of the past. These days, when it comes to helping businesses evolve and innovate, a little unconventional thinking goes a long way. T-Mobile for Business breaks with convention to help businesses realize new possibilities. They offer America's largest and fastest 5G network, a reimagined customer experience to give you solutions in the moment, and premium benefits like 5G with every plan. Get unmatched network support and value without any trade-offs. Details at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional. Open signal awarded T-Mobile fastest 5G network based on average speeds. USA 5G user experience report January 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some users may require certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. 